everyone. Welcome back to the first full-length episode of the Real Charm podcast, where we go back in time with the Real Housewives franchise, as well as Southern Charm, and we reintroduce ourselves to the people who made it all happen. I'm going to introduce each housewife in the order in which they appeared and were introduced to us. Like I said, Orange County started in 2006. Southern Charm started in 2014. So even though Southern Charm is going to be on our list of people to cover, it is going to be a while before we meet them because we have to go through other cities of Real Housewives and other seasons in order to get to that point. Like I did say in the introduction, it is going to be a major task, but I think it'll be fun. I'm just going to kind of wing it at different times as I go along. Other things will be planned out and hopefully it will all come together and make sense. So this first episode is going to be called Gina Thomasina. And for those of you who only know the Gina that is on Real Housewives of Orange County today, probably wondering, okay, who is this other Gina? For those of you who remember Gina back in season one, I'm sure you're saying, okay, I remember a Gina Keogh. Who is Gina Thomasina? When I went back a few months ago, I started to do research for this episode. I started to look through Gina Keo's background, and apparently she was married before Matt Keo. I believe that her last name was actually Tomasino, Gina Tomasino. But there were a couple of places in the article that I'm looking at where it actually says Tomasina. And as soon as I read Gina Tomasina, I just couldn't get it out of my head. So that's what we're going to call this episode. I'm also kind of laughing to myself because over the years, as different housewives, have come on and people have met them and they've gotten their names wrong or maybe they've given them fun little nicknames whether it's cute or mean. I just think that those names will probably come into play as well as I name future episodes. The reason I'm starting with Gina is because Gina is actually the first housewife that gets introduced to us. She's the first housewife that walks out onto the little platform. There's a white background behind her. She crosses her arms and stands there all firm. And then her three kids are like dancing behind her. And then you can tell where they kind of like photoshopped her husband, Matt, and he just kind of walks in and throws his hands up. So it's this whole picture where they're like in a studio, plain white background. That's the first housewife that actually steps out onto the stage, so to speak. It's interesting because when I I first started watching Orange County. I can't remember how many episodes I had seen, but I knew who the people were. I had watched some episodes and then things start coming out about people. Like any show that becomes successful, people are going to start writing about it. And I remember one of the first articles that I read about Real Housewives of Orange County was that Vicky, her son, Michael, was actually the one that wrote in and pitched the show. And I heard that over and over again for a number of years. And that's how the show was created. So when I pulled up information on Gina Keogh, and this was a few months ago, and I didn't save it. And I apologize, but these things will happen because there's just so much information. But I read an article that said that Gina actually claims that the show was created because of her 
And I believe the story is that she knew somebody that was either casting for the show or they were trying to find a reality show that would deal more with moms and housewives and all of that. So I'll have to go back and find that article. When I wanted to start this podcast a few months ago, I waited because I was gathering information on Gina. I was trying to figure out how long I wanted each episode to be because I want to make sure that I cover each housewife, but then I want to cover them in the order in which they appear. Even in this first episode, once Gina is introduced and we see a little bit of her family and jumps to the next housewife. So already I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm just going to have to go with the flow as far as this format. I do have some information on Gina that, and then I think as we introduce different housewives, I will weave the other housewives back into this whole thing because I think if I try to cover everything about the housewife that's introduced in the episode in which they're introduced, I just think it's going to be so much work. I mean, I know that I'm going to be doing a lot of work, but I think it's going to be too much work for the introduction. Basically, what I'm going to do in Gina's episode that I'm not going to do with some of the others is I'm actually going to talk about the beginning of the show and how it's introduced to us and then how Gina is introduced to us. And then as I go through the rest of the housewives in season one, it'll be more about them and things that are happening. And then of course, how Gina fits in with them. And then it's all just going to kind of snowball. And without doing a recap of each episode, things will just slowly come out about each character or each person. I mean, these are real people. And we'll just kind of go from there. For those of you who either have no interest in going back and watching the real footage of season one, or if you don't have access to it, or if you don't have the time, you know, that's one thing when I'm driving in the car is that I really would love to watch current episodes of Housewives. And I do, but I'm so far behind because I have a business. I have another podcast that I co-host and then I'm a single mom of a nine-year-old son. So, you know, if you fall into that category of sometimes you just have to listen to a bunch of recaps to know what's going on with your favorite show and then you go back and watch it later for yourself, totally get that. And I, I this is where I want this to be helpful for somebody else. Basically how we open on this whole entire thing is we hear some voices. It basically opens on a wide view of a bunch of homes and then we see some hills in the background and we hear the first voice who we find out ends up being Lori. And again, she's not the first one that we're introduced to, but we hear her first. We hear her say life is different in a gated community. And then we see some more houses. We see someone drive up a driveway and then on the screen flashes Orange County California. Then we hear Gina. She's the second voice. And she says, the land here is a million an acre. And then she says something like the average home is between 1.8 and 2.2. And then we see more imagery. We see a garage door open with luxury cars. And this is something that stumped even me because the man that speaks, I just do not recognize. And I don't know if it's one of the house husbands in season one that made Maybe he's speaking a little bit different. I'm almost wondering if they got a quote from a man, you know, maybe of a housewife that they didn't use because 
I just cannot place this voice in any of the seasons. But as we go along, maybe it'll click. But we hear a man say, once people come through this gate, there's a sense of being Teflon. Nothing sticks to you. Then we see people playing tennis. We see a jewelry case. We hear Joe, who is another housewife. She says, image is everything in my world. When you're not behind the gates, you don't know what you're missing. And then we hear Kimberly. She talks about the woman getting breast implants and, you know, then the whole thing kind of wraps up. So we hear all these voices, including a male voice. We have all of this imagery that has to do with life behind the gates. And this is what I think a lot of people were excited about. It's like for those of us who do not have wealth and don't live in gated communities and, you know, maybe have never had access to the cars and the jewelry and the shopping and, you know, the memberships, the country clubs, on that scale, there's still a number of people across the country that have access to some of those things. But I think what made Orange County so appealing is this whole life behind the gates. And we're finally going to get a glimpse of what it looks like, you know, behind there. You know, like I said, it goes through all the imagery. It's showing all of these large houses. It's showing cars, the tennis, the jewelry, golf. We're seeing people running, landscaping. We're seeing the palm trees, the beach, two people holding glass of wine, people swimming at night, someone horseback riding. So we see all of these images. And then all of a sudden it flashes on the screen. Seven million families live in gated communities. This is the whole setup for Real Housewives of Orange County. And then it ends with the big gates. The big gates are opening and it says the Real Housewives of Orange County. Like I said before, there was this little bit of a disagreement as far as who came first, Gina or Vicky. I made the decision when Gina pops up on the screen that we are going to start with her. It's interesting because the way that they're all dressed is just so casual. It's very nice casual, but it's definitely different than how the housewives dress today. Like no one would actually wear like sequins. No one in their opening scene would wear like Gina is wearing kind of like a casual tank top. It's like an olive color and it has like cap sleeves. She's wearing very simple earrings. Her hair is kind of pulled back at the side. She's got long dark hair. It's straight. She's got bangs. She's just wearing very simple earrings and a necklace. And I think she's even wearing just like tailored jeans with pumps. But it shows them all holding the oranges, which they still do today, which is really cool because even though this was shot 17 years ago, that was one thing that they kept. Like I said, it starts out with Gina. She's sitting there with her arms crossed. Her family's dancing. Her husband walks into the scene and he has been, they did a cut and paste job on him. What's funny is that Matt Keogh was the first house husband that was very real. And this was actually one of the first relationships that right off the bat, you could kind of see the cracks in it. And that's not to take away from the the marriage that they had and the relationship that they had. And here's where I can kind of jump ahead and say that um, I know that they finally got divorced. I can't remember what year. Matt did pass away in 2020. There's the first little bit of information as far as jumping ahead, even before you kind of know who they are. I'm just going to have to say, whenever it comes to my head. Basically, they start 
start out, Gina is driving a car. She's in her convertible, her white convertible. We know that Gina is in real estate. Her opening line, which as the seasons go along, they get a little bit more dramatic, but it's funny to listen to them in season one because they're just very simple. Gina's opening line is, it's just money and you can't take it with you. So it's funny because she acts like money is not important, but then she starts in, she's the very first interview. It's also interesting because she's sitting in front of her real wall, real flowers, like her actual house. She's just sitting there for an interview. When you think about the interviews that have been shot, and I don't, this is what's going to be interesting is when they started to do the green screen confessionals, because in season one, that wasn't even something that they would have thought about. It's like, okay, the whole purpose of talking to them is coming into their homes. Like, why would we come in? Why would we have them sit in front of a green screen when the whole point is to show their wealth and their home and their things? Just another interesting little side note. So she said, I got my real estate license 10 years ago, I believe. My first home was a million six. So she talks about how it's just money. You can't take it with you. But then immediately she's she loves talking about how much things cost. She says, real estate has been a good thing. It's taken my shopping to a new level. Then she's showing a property. And this was before million dollar listing, obviously. So this was kind of one of the first opportunities that we get to see, you know, real estate in Orange County. It shows her walking a woman and her real estate agent through the house. And it's just all business. I mean, she's talking about the square footage. I think the woman asked how many wine bottles would fit in the wine cellar. It's just very, very basic. She's just doing her job. Then she talks about divorce is great for my business. I get to buy each one of them a house. So even though we get a sense that she's an overall warm person, the thing about Gina Tomasina is is that we also get this underlying sense of arrogance that it's in her body language, it's almost kind of playful. And at some point, we'll talk about her daughter, Kara. Kara kind of does the same thing. There's almost like this flirtiness with the way that she talks about like my shopping and my things and my cars. And it's like she's trying to be humble, but then she also, you know, wants to brag. So then she talks about her husband, Matt. Matt used to be a professional baseball player. And I think Matt was her second husband. He was a second generation major league baseball player. He was a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics and a special assistant to Oakland A's general manager is what it says on Wikipedia. She talks about in her confessional, she says, my husband and his mother picked me out of several of his girlfriends because they thought I had the right build for their genetics. So one thing you learn about Gina and her family is they're a major sport family. So obviously Matt was a professional pitcher. And then I don't want to get too much on the husband and on the kids, because like I said, there's just so much with the actual housewives themselves. But I will say that her kids, all three of them were, you know, very athletic, very outgoing. Like most of the kids on all of the franchises, they are very entitled. It does show Shane, the oldest son, he had a Mercedes that he drove for two weeks. And she said a guy saw him driving it and said, 
said, oh, that's a girl's car. And then he didn't want to drive it anymore. So she had to give him a new car. Then they try to give that car to Kara, but she doesn't want to hand me down, even though it's still a brand new Mercedes. So we're introduced to the three kids and I'll just name who they are. So Shane is 18 at the time of this season one. Kara is 16 and Colton is 13. Jumping forward now in 2023. So that was a tough year for the family. And just briefly looking on Kara's Instagram, I think that at the hospital, the NICU, where they lost their child, I think they are trying to donate a suite for the families that choose to stay there with their children while they're getting treatment. Kudos to her. It sounds like she's got a big heart. So I want to mention stuff like that when we go back and talk about these episodes, because especially with Orange County, especially in that first season, you will see a lot of bratty kids because I don't think that they were aware of where a lot of that footage would go and how long it would linger. (laughs) That 17 years later, people would still talk about how awful they were when they were 13, 16, and 18. Anyway, that was just kind of a side tangent. But back to Gina. Gina's a real estate agent. She is a former Playboy playmate. She was a playmate in the 1980s. Playboy of the Month in November 1980. She appeared in Playboy Video Magazine. She was in the ZZ Top Music Video Legs, Sharp Dress Man. Even though reality television was still pretty new when she came onto the scene, she was very familiar with being on television. She was also in some movies. She was on television from 1980 up until... From 1980 to 1985, she was on TJ Hooker, The A-Team, Cheers. In films, she was in... She had some roles from 1979 up until 1984. She was born in 1955, which means that when she first came on the show, I believe she was 51 and now she is 68. And when I did the introduction, I couldn't remember how many episodes were in season one of Orange County. And so when I went back, I realized that there are, there were only eight episodes in season one of Orange County. Obviously they didn't know how popular the show would become. And I'm sure once they got through eight episodes, having cameras follow you around, I'm sure at some point you're like, okay, I think you, you probably have enough, (laughs) especially if no one was fighting in season one. That's what's funny. Everyone, from what I can recall, you know, was pretty nice to each other. Even if it was in a passive aggressive way, I, I really don't think any fights broke out. As I go along, I will remember. Just a little bit more about Gina and we'll wrap up this episode and then we'll head on to the next episode with the next housewife. Moving on to, oh, so, you know, I was talking about how Shane passed the car on to Kara and then Kara sat in the car, you know, was complaining about how she was getting a hand-me-down. So then it flashes to Gina and Gina says, I'm trying to be a better parent. And then it shows them walking around the Mercedes dealership. Kara ends up with a new car and she's sitting there saying, you know, this is my first new car. And if my mom loves me, she's going to buy me this new car. 
car. She bought Shane a new car and he's her favorite. So she goes on this little, you know, rant about getting this car. She ends up with the car. And then she makes the statement, that's how we show we love each other in our family. We buy each other things. This whole opening with all of the imagery and then even just with Gina, you know, being a television personality, a realtor, an actress, a model. She's the wife of a former major league pitcher. She has kids that are athletic. She's selling real estate. So when you look at her, and I'm sure that, you know, when they went to cast for this franchise, it's like she is a very established Orange County housewife. She not only has money, but she is making her own money. You know, there's this grand life that keeps on building because She's still working. I think that in this first season, Shane was getting ready to go off to college. Or no, he was getting ready to graduate. I'm sorry. He was getting ready to graduate high school. And I believe that later on in the season is when they're waiting to hear if he gets drafted to go to the major leagues himself. As far as Gina and Matt, I will just go ahead and say they legally divorced in 2019, many years after they had separated. This was, it was very obvious when Matt talked. The first time that he talks is actually, I think it was right before Gina was talking about, you know, my husband and mother picked me, or I'm sorry, my husband and his mother picked me to carry on their genetics. Matt was talking about, it it just briefly shows him, which he doesn't talk a lot when she's on the show. They probably got him to sit down, you know, maybe a, a few times in the whole time she was on the show. He says, I thought she was cute. I heard she was from Wisconsin and she didn't smoke. And I think he says, you know, like she does didn't do drugs. And so it sounds to me like he had a checklist, his mom had a checklist, and she checked all the boxes. So that's the first impression we get of their family dynamic is that she's the social one. He's a little bit more introverted. We find out later, I, I believe he was injured and had some issues with his personality after he was injured. I think it was from playing baseball. I will correct myself as we go along because I'm sure that will pop up. There were times that he was just kind of mean to her or he would say, something and kind of go off and slam the door. And so you knew right away that they lived under the same roof. But at some point, she talks about how, you know, they're pretty much sleeping in separate bedrooms. And you hear how he talks to her. And it seems like she's not happy, but she's really good at putting a smile on her face, which as the housewives episodes move along, you see a lot of them do that where I think that they think it's going to be really exciting to be on national TV. And they get to show people this fabulous life they have. We see that there are some cracks in this foundation, but we'll talk more about that later. And I will say that I'm not going to come down on Matt too hard because um, he has passed and I want to be respectful of that and to their family. That's what makes it hard too, is that when we go back and recap episodes that happened 17 years ago, a lot happens in 17 years. I believe he was born the same year. So I believe when he passed, he was only 65 years old. So that's still very young. That's all I will talk about with that. When we come to the subscription or Patreon 
episodes when I talk about house husbands and kids, I really do want to do it in a respectful way because obviously over the years, we're going to have our favorites. We're going to have some people that came on that were, you know, one season wonders as far as the women, the housewives. Some of these husbands have not been likable, even if it's just their personalities. They've gotten, when you have a certain dynamic and then you're, you know, a camera is put in your face that it's the real housewives, the Bravo curse that there've been a lot of marriages that haven't been able to withstand the reality TV curse. But I will say that when I go back and talk about the husbands and the kids, I want to do it from a very unbiased standpoint because I want to just talk more about who they are and how they fit into the equation and not so much how I feel about them personally. But I am going to be, you know, I am going to present facts and say he was known for not talking nice to her or this kid was known for getting in trouble or being a little bratty. But then I also want to follow up later and say, you know what, as this child grew up, it seems like a lot has a lot of maturity has happened and it's just it's going to be interesting because so many years have gone by that these people were on our television screens that's going to be all for today for Gina Tomasina I hope that doesn't offend her not that she's going to listen to this but it is Gina Keogh and personally I will just say that I think she there have been a handful of others but I think as far as being even keeled I feel like Gina was one of those housewives that kept her cool especially knowing that cameras were on her even if she was upset about something I really don't think that anything ever really escalated with her to the point of embarrassment I know some things happened to her some other housewives did some things to her but like I said Gina had more of a personality of passive aggressiveness than to really feed in into the drama. And personally, I think that that's part of why she didn't stay on the show. I think she had enough going on for her in real estate and with her family, you know, even just taking care of Matt after his injury. I think she just kind of looked at it like, yeah, that was fun. And yeah, that probably got me some real estate clients, but I don't really need all of the other stuff that comes with it. So if you have any comments for me, I am going to create an email so that you guys can reach out to me if anyone wants to correct me on any Anything. You know, I'm I'm pretty much going to go to bravotv.com. That's where I found the article about Matt passing away, Wikipedia, and of course, they're citing other articles. So I'm always going to try to do my research and make sure that whatever I say is accurate. Just keep in mind that one thing as far as being an original viewer is I want to be able to express how I felt when I initially watched these people on the show and my first impressions and how that's changed today. You know, obviously throughout the years, people grow and they they can become completely different people live completely different lives we'll see that with Luann in Real Housewives of New York not to jump ahead but again people can start out one way on camera and then they can become someone totally different or maybe they just become who they were all along maybe they start out thinking that they have to present a certain persona and then they're like you know what I just I'm tired of doing this and I just want to be who I really am and this is my chance to to 
kind of figure out what that is and what really is important to me beyond the show. So I hope you enjoyed this first full length episode of the Real Charm podcast. Make sure that you like and follow me. And if you know somebody who, you know, is watching Real Housewives now, or maybe in the last five or six years, but they don't know who these people are from years ago, send them my way and maybe they can kind of get caught up and you guys can watch newer episodes with an older appreciation. And, you know, it just adds another layer of fun to this whole mess that is Real Housewives. So again, thank you for joining me and I will see you next time.